0: We're starting a new series on habits. It's probably a right time for that, right? All you, you make New Year's goals. We don't call them resolutions anymore because we know we don't keep those, but maybe if we call them goals, we might. Well, I got some bad news for you. Probably 93% of people who set goals don't accomplish them because they put their attention on the wrong things. So today we're going to help go there a little bit from the scripture, but more importantly, Um, It's not for you to just accomplish your goals, which this is going to be important. You're going to learn how to do that. But I'm concerned in the world that continues to get uh, darker and the confusion gets greater that it is a time for us to be very sober and awake. Uh, I'm not talking about the wokeness of some. I'm talking about being spiritually awake to knowing what God is doing and what the Holy Spirit is doing in and through our world today. And how do we participate in that? And that means that we have to be very disciplined in our spiritual lives, in our physical lives. Do you realize that your spiritual being and your physical being uh, work together? That the more physically fit, the more physically active that you are, the more that your spirit comes alive to the things of God? So everything works together. God designed us, right? We're three parts, body, soul, and spirit. And we need to know that. But I'm going to read a scripture for us to kind of kick this off a little bit. And it's from Ephesians 5, verse uh, 8 through 17. It says this. For you uh, were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the light is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Can you say that word Truth. Truth discerning what is well-pleasing to the Lord. I think more than ever, we need to have a spirit of discernment to what is going on in the world today, a lot of deception. And, and we, are, we do not have to be left in the dark. We don't have to be left guessing but, because the spirit of God can help us discern what is well-pleasing to the Lord. And do not have fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather even expose them. For it is shameful even to mention the things being done by them in secret. But everything being exposed to the light is made visible. For everything becoming visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake you, the one sleeping. And I would say even for us. Awake us. We need to be woken up. Um, We've been sleeping maybe. And rise up from the dead and Christ will shine upon you. Therefore, carefully take heed how you walk, be disciplined in how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. In other words, watch how you're living and watch what you're doing with your time. The day is evil. Because of this, do not be foolish, Don't be, uh, but understand what the Lord's will is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is debauchery or foolishness. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Can you say, filled with the Spirit? Filled with the Spirit. Speaking to each other in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks at all times for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to the God and Father, to our God and Father. So here we are, um, Paul speaking to the church in Ephesus, just kind of like, it's time to wake up. Watch how you're living your life. So it's important that when we're doing that, that we talk about habits are really important to not only accomplish your own goals, but to, I feel, to have an awareness and vigilance and spiritual fitness, if you will, to be aware of what the Spirit of God is doing. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally, let me say it again, successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. And that is so true with your spiritual life, your financial health, your physical life, your relationships. The reason why I love all these things is because at the end of this, we're going to invite you to our life group fair, and we have uh, courses for finances, for emotional health, for relationships, for spiritual growth, for boldness to walk in the things of the Spirit, and so it's not only we're going to speak a message of habits; we're going to teach you um, to play some of these things out in your life, and we're going to build you up. See, Jesus Himself, right? He, we could say Jesus was a busy man, but he's busy healing people, busy, busy going to um, town to town. But he found a way habitually to get away from the crowds, to rise up early before everybody else. And to spend time with the Father. That was his habit. Or Paul's habit to, uh, to keep going into the temple and meeting regularly with people. And, and I think for us, you know, uh, the trend in the church today is people go once a month and they say, Yeah, I'm a faithful churchgoer. And I'm not even saying that's like a... I'm just saying there's some habits that we should be forming that there's something good about meeting together. There's something good about regularly coming to the house of God and worshiping him. And... Uh, it, And I'm not here to try to say you need to be here. I know this season that we're in that people are still concerned about, you know, the health thing that's going around here and, you know, but I just think there are habits that we need to be looking at and saying, am I I doing the right things at the right time? See, Sean Covey says this, our habits will make us or break us. We become what we repeatedly do. We become what we repeatedly do. So, Romans chapter 7. So we we put Paul, right? The Apostle Paul who wrote most of the New Testament. We kind of think of him as a model. But Paul himself says this. And he's wrestling through his humanity. And he's understanding that there's things that he should be doing, but he's not doing it. I think this should give us some some comfort to know that there's all things that we know that we should be doing, right? Right? And sometimes we know that we're not doing them. Romans 7, 15 says, I, these is Paul's words, I don't really understand myself for what I want to do and to do what is right. I can't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what's good, but I, I don't. I want to do what is wrong, but I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? So he's wrestling through his own flesh, right? His own sin. But he goes with this, verse 25. He says, thank God. The answer is Jesus Christ, our Lord. He says that, right? The answer for us is Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the empowerment that his Holy Spirit gives us to overcome. So if you're saying, you know what? This year I want to stop eating so much junk food. I want to stop procrastinating. I want to stop overspending at Target. Okay, some of you felt a lot of conviction right there. I could tell by the laughter by some. You just, you gave yourself away. I'm sorry. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the three reasons why we don't succeed in these things. Because here's the first thing is we focus on the what, but we don't understand the how. We focus on the what, what what I don't want to keep doing but you forget to focus on the how. And if we keep focusing on the what, the interesting thing is the more you focus on something is the very thing you do. That's what Paul was saying there. You want to you stop drinking alcohol and every single time you're like, oh, I want to drink. Every time you think about I want to drink or I don't want to drink, <laughs> you're going to want to drink. <laughs> so we have to change what we focus on. If you focus on the what, but don't understand the how, then we're going to miss out the very thing. So all of our goals are not that different, right? We want to be more financially free. We want to have more spiritual disciplines to enjoy our relationship with God more. We want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We want to be a better witness. Um, we want to have live healthier, right? See, but here's the problem. Goals don't determine success. Systems determine success. If you're taking notes, that's a good one because because that's that's the thing. If we focus on the what and we don't understand the how, we're gonna we're gonna mess up. So goals don't determine our success, systems do. Give you an example of that. So you know, you say, I want to read my Bible more. That's a goal. Great goal. But if you don't create a system that helps you accomplish that goal, you're not gonna accomplish the goal. So Example would be, you wake up in the morning, what's your habit if you want to read your Bible before you go to bed? When you wake up in the morning, when you make your bed, you're going to put your Bible on your pillow. That's a system every morning. So before you go to bed at night, you're going to see your Bible and you're going to read your Bible. So you begin to set up systems that help you accomplish the very things you want to do. James Clear, and actually he wrote a great book on, uh, on habits, but he says, he says this, you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. You don't rise to the level of your goals. I mean, I know for us at, at our staff, we set goals every year. But if we don't set up systems to help us accomplish those goals, we're probably not going to um, accomplish them. See, Daniel, he had systems, we just went through the book of Daniel. We remember that Daniel prayed three times a day religiously, and we say that almost like that's bad, religiously. But no, he had a system of saying, you know what? My faithfulness to God is first and foremost in all things. And, and he would go and pray, and he would kneel. He would have his routine. He would have his habits that he would do, that these systems that would keep him in the right place, focused in the right direction. So we think we need to fix what we're going to do, but in the reality is we need to fix a system that has been preventing us from doing what we're wanting to do. Does that make sense? Okay, focus on a system. So don't focus on the what, but understand the how. So whatever you want to accomplish, now build a system around that to help you do that. So number two. So why don't we succeed in in our goals in these things? Number two is we don't progress fast enough. I know some of you have already made your New Year's resolution to to exercise more and eat healthy, and you got on the scale this weekend, and you actually gained two pounds after exercising all week long. You've been there? I've been there. It is so discouraging. And then we say, forget it. You know, it's not going to work anyways. But just like you saw in that video, those small little tiles, right, those little dominoes, consistency over time is what produces the big results. Consistency over time. So here's here's an example. It's like, you know what? Financially, I would just like to be more financially free. So can I tell you what? If you literally just cut going out and getting coffee, let's just say you're a person that loves a good coffee, which means you're probably spending five bucks on your coffee each time. Let's say you, you, you start making coffee at home um, because you have a goal to kind of like do better with your finances. By the way, Financial Peace University is a phenomenal place to get systems in place to help you get financially free. By the way, the Bible says, owe no man anything except the debt of love. If you have debt, uh, we need to help you get out of debt. We want to be debt free. So here's the thing. You, wanna, you want to stop having coffee out. Let's say you saved 100 $100 get coffee 20 times, $5 coffee, $100 a month. That's $1,200 a year. Let's say you take that $1,200 a year, you invest it, and if you get an average rate of return of 12%, uh, it will double every seven years. Do you know how much that cup of coffee... Let's say you're 20 years old. 20-year-olds, you are the ones who love nice coffees, right? You know it. So, um, because I have a daughter who's 20. I know it. And so... Guess what? If you're 20 and you started making coffees at home, by the time you got ready to retire, you know how much by just giving up coffees, going out and giving, you would have $537,000 to your name. I'm not saying giving up coffees, but I'm just saying that's a habit if you did over time compounds to something so unbelievable. What? Giving up, going out and having coffees would amount to by the time I was $6,537,000. See, we wrongly conclude that small, good decisions don't really matter. Like, it's not really bad to eat a half a box of chocolates because there's still half there, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, you know, skipping church every now it doesn't really matter, right? Then it gets less frequent and less frequent, and eventually you stop going, and then you, you watch, sorry, you're watching it with your pajamas on, I know, I'm, I'm addressing some people who are watching with pajamas on. And, and eventually, you just start fading away, and then you wonder, why am I not connected? Why, why don't I have these meaningful relationships that help spur me on in my relationship with the Lord? It's because it was the slow drift of not so... They weren't bad decisions, but cumulatively, they brought you somewhere. And then we kind of, same way, wrongly conclude that small bad decisions don't matter much. But, you know, our, our life is the sum of the total of all the small decisions we make. Our life is the total of all those and you have to say every decision I'm making is a decision that's compounding into some place, is bringing you somewhere. And here's the reality: is, small bad decisions rarely wreck one's life at once. It's over time that it adds up. See, it's like boiling water, right? You just don't put uh, water in a pot. And immediately it boils. No, it comes to a boil over time with added degrees to it, to the place that it boils over. You see somebody's life, right? And you you begin so much of the time. we, We see this with my kids. We have the conversation all the time. Like, they see somebody who is a YouTuber success. Like, they just showed up out of nowhere, and they are a success overnight, Well, actually, no. It took years of constantly posting videos and trial and error, and eventually, we only see the boiling over success. But what you don't see is is the the challenges they had to overcome of self-doubt and starting again and praying and sacrifices and... You know, that's the spiritual disciplines time and time again that amount to somebody. You see a successful marriage, it's like, oh, they just are the perfect couple. They just must have found the perfect person. No, actually, you want to talk to somebody who has a successful marriage? It's probably because they did the hard work of investing in the marriage year after year. And this is why I'm so thankful for Jason Cassandra Sweat, who has a marriage ministry that invests in our marriages because they know it takes hard work. We have a love and respect conference coming up in February. Uh, you'll see that on your bulletin as well. Invest in your marriage. But these, it's going to take a decision, right? It's going to take a decision. But here's the thing. In Galatians 6, 9, it says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. Some of you need to hear this. Don't give up. I, I know we're only on January Ninth, you're already wanting to give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep going. So number three, why, why, do, why can't our goals succeed? Why, it's our habits, right? So number three, though, when we begin to distort our identity, it sabotages our success. Identity is so important in this. If you, want to, if you want to be successful in accomplishing some of those goals and understanding the way that God's made you and designed you, we have to begin to stop sabotaging ourselves. See, the enemy wants to tell you what you are not. He wants to connect you to your failures, which is so tricky of him because you are not your failures. You have failed. You're learning from them, but you are not your failures. You're a child of God, right? You are um, cherished by him. You are loved by him. You are redeemed. And every time you fall, the father picks you up and loves you back into a, a restorative relationship. But we see this through the scripture, right? Moses says, well, I'm not a good speaker. I can't be used by God. And he's, he's self-doubt, right? Gideon, I'm the weakest of my, of my people, Paul, you know, I'm least, I'm unworthy, you know, all this negative talk and self-doubt. And we have to begin, this is why spiritual discipline, discipline is so important, to get close to God. That's why I love Emotionally Healthy Relationships, course we're offering. Really begins to help train you by spending two minutes a day, talking about a habit, it's, two minutes doesn't sound long, try being quiet and still and allow only Jesus to talk to you. You don't talk to him for two minutes, it's hard but it does something inside of you. That discipline, that habit, will begin to open your ears to hear God speak amazing things over your life. Because he'll talk to you, and he'll tell you the truth, not what we hear the world saying or the enemy saying who we are. See, an unhealthy identity creates unwise habits. And unwise habits reinforces an unhealthy identity. It's a circle, and, and that Celebrate Recovery that, that happens here every Friday nights that is open for every, every one of us really spends a lot of time talking about that, and it's so important to understand these this identity and, and habits, and, and we've got to view ourselves the way that God views us. So I, I want us to be a little bit clear on how we're going to accomplish our goals. And I, and I do believe that your goal, part of your goal should be like, I want to become more spiritually attuned um, to my Father in heaven. Again, because this world is increasingly getting darker, the deception is increasing, it's really hard to navigate who's saying what. But if you're getting your information from the news, most likely you're being brought someplace not super great. But if you're cracking open the word of God on a daily basis, and that is where you're getting your information, and that is where you're getting your nourishment, and that is where you're getting your instruction for life, that will bring you peace. That will bring you joy. That will bring you an acute ear to the things of the spirit. So I want to encourage us to begin to look at yourselves as God sees you. Right? We have to go from... Um, not the do, but the who. Who has God made you? We focus on the doing. I want to do these things, but why don't you focus on who God wants you to be and who God says you are. So it's like, hey, you know what? I um, I just want to stop yelling at my kids. That's my goal this year. Well, if you just, that is your goal, again, talking about systems, maybe talking about an identity. You know what? I want to be a, a more godly father to my kids see that, that that's the right goal that you should be setting that's the who who am i i'm a godly father i'm a godly husband right you, you begin to start saying who you are and then when you start saying who you are your identity that that means when you start thinking about oh, i'm going to yell at my kids like no that's not who i am i don't yell at my kids because that's not who i am but if you just said i have a goal to stop yelling at my kids it's like oh i did it again so pick what your thing you're doing, and then understanding that, you know, uh, maybe you're saying, you know what, I, I wanna I wanna I want to not be so shy with my faith. So, so that's a goal, great goal. But why don't you say, you know what? I wanna be a bold, I am a witness of Jesus Christ, and I want to be bold in my faith, and and I want this is who God has made me to be. And so I'm I'm now Walking in that, that's who I am, and I'm not just trying to say, oh, how do I slip a little Bible verse in over here and there? You want to be financially free, begin to understand what it means to live uh, debt-free and live a generous life. That's who you are going to be, is is debt-free and generous. And so it's not like I'm going to try to pay off my credit card this month. No, you're going to go gazelle intensity like Dave Ramsey tells you to do, and you're going to start paying that stuff off because that's not who you want to be. You want to be financially free, and you also want to be generous. That's who you are. And so your who is better than the what. Follow me on that? So so begin to try to think about who you are based on who God says you are. And the only way that you can understand who God says you are is by understanding what is said in the word of God about who you are. You are a child of God. You are uh, the redeemed. You are um, cherished. You are loved. But if you begin to see, see, there's a trap here. There's a trap that somehow sinners, which we're all sinners, saved by grace, feel like, I can't change. That's just who I am. But in Romans 6, it says this, we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. Basically, this is an identity conversation, identity scripture here. You are no longer enslaved as a sinner. You are, Christ already took care of that for you. That power no longer has power in your life. You might fail, but that's not who you are. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you've become slaves to righteous living. Interesting, though, he he says you've been freed from being a slave for sin, but now you're a slave to righteous living. There's something there that says these are habits that you need to be having in your life to righteous living, See, identity shapes our actions, and a healthy identity creates positive habits. And positive habits reinforces a healthy identity. So, who do you want to become? Is the question this morning. Who do you want to become? Think about some of the habits that you have put in your life and and let that be shaping a little bit of saying. Well, why did I choose those goals? Why did I choose those resolutions? Start thinking about who I want to become. Now, I don't know what you think about this. I think people might turn your nose up this thought. But, you know, there's this thing called vision boards, right? It just gives it a little exercise to clip out pictures of things and put it on a board. I'm not saying... Uh, you know, put a picture of a jet and a mansion and all these things, like uh, all these worldly things. But, but something that would represent who God has said you are and who you want to be. And, and a vision board helps you to begin to saying, "No, this is this is who I'm going to become, and this is who I am." And so, so you're no longer enslaved to just saying, "Oh, you're 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 moving from your last worst mistake." to your last worst mistake and that's defining you. You begin to say, you know what? That was a mistake. I'm no longer defined by that mistake. But I'm going to keep my vision and focus about my identity in Christ. Do you want to be a strong leader who believes in people and helping them to make a difference in the world by connecting them to their calling through Jesus Christ? Do you want to be known as a Jesus lover, you know, obsessed with his bride and great dad and, or a greater pops or a Mimi, devoted member to your church? Like, begin to visualize who you want to be. Who do you want to become? Because when you know who you are, you know what to do. When you know who you are, you know what you do, and I, I, I'm thinking this world, that's why we're, we're struggling in our world today is because our identity is not rooted in Christ. We have lot, we become who the next person tells us we need to be. But when you start defining who you want to be as God has defined you, then you know what to do. It becomes that simple. But no single action changes your identity. Remember, it's the multitude of actions that begin to do the work over time. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. So recap. Number one, we focus on the what, but we don't know the how. So you want to begin to reorient your goals into systems, right? The how. And I would just say, I would encourage you, start with the spiritual systems. I think when you start getting your spiritual life, and then I go into your physical life, they work hand in hand. I would also say, people have also said, you know what? I started working on my finances. All of a sudden, their physical health and their spiritual health, all that stuff's tied together together your money, your physical health, your spiritual health. The beauty is, is we have those courses for you to build those. You don't have to do it alone. You want to get your relationships right and knowing how to have healthy relationships and emotionally healthy relationships is a course we offer. Phenomenal. You want to get your your financial life in order to get debt free? Financial Peace University, great way of doing it. You want to learn how to be bold in your faith um, and learn how to be confident in sharing Jesus with others and ministering to others, doing what Jesus did. We have that for you. Well, you'll start building those systems and practicing those things, Uh, and so on and so forth. We've got so much. Life Group Fair, after service in the gym. By the way, if you're online, it's like, ah, I'm missing out. Uh, There's going to be a link put in there for you, and you can find there's a lot of online groups. Um talk about your marriage right we want to improve our marriage we want to have one of those marriages that people would say hey teach me how you got so good in your marriage and it means an investment so we have a marriage group we have our journaling groups right those are the ways of like how do I how do I read through the Bible consistently daily right and and find God's word that it speaks to me and we've got to journaling group. And by the way, if you go to the journaling group table, uh, you will get a free journal today that helps you journal through God's word and tells you, shows you how using the soap method. You know, you might be saying, you know what? I'm a really good business person, but I don't know how to put Jesus in my business. And I really want to be known as a solid Christian businessman or businesswoman that people would not only come to me because, you know, I provide good Good goods and services at a fair price, but they would come to me because they know that I can pray with them, that I can um, have this heart of creativity that God has already instituted. And so we have a course for you (laughs) for that. I'll be leading that one. Uh, Faith-driven entrepreneur. And so all of these things begin to start become Habits that become systems that then become habitual over time. And you might not feel like in the next 10 days, your life is dramatically changing. But I guarantee if you stick with it and you keep sticking with it, you keep sticking with it. Remember that first picture? It was like, how many times the small little um, uh, dominoes? Thank you. Take until all of a sudden, it clicks the bigger one, and then the bigger one, and then the big massive one falls. Some of you have giants in your life that you're saying, you know what, I never thought I'm going to get control of that. I just, it's just going to be a part of who I am for the rest of my life. I'll tell you what, that giant's going to fall. Yeah. That giant is going to fall. Why? Because you are going to put habits in your life, disciplines in your life that are going to be faithful over time, and not focusing on, on the thing, remember, you're going to focus on the who, not the do. Who are, do you want to become? And then you just say, who has God made me to be? And you become that person. And then you're going to start seeing, oh my word, God, we're moving somewhere. We're getting victory. But I think more importantly than any personal victory right now. That's important. But I think that the physical fitness, the spiritual fitness, the financial fitness will allow uh, the cloud of the anxiety of finances, the cloud of um, the confusion of the world, the cloud of darkness to start lifting that off so you can begin to breathe easier and see clearer what the Spirit of God is doing in our world today. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in and maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We wanna say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.